Can I say we'll give it Patrick, Andrew. Cheers to you. Ah, Brian, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming over. I mean, it took a minute. Some things happened. I was ill. I understand. And I appreciate you not bringing your little illness over to the house. It would have been bad. So I appreciate you. It's been going around too, man. I'm I'm glad I didn't. That's why I... Glad I canceled. that's (laughs) That's why I only leave the house completely surrounded by saran wrap. I feel like it's just the best way to be safe. Mm-hmm. All germs, yeah, stay away, kind of thing. You're you're preventing illness from going out, but you're sharing your nudity. Yes, at the same time, the same time which is like a kind of a win-win. It's a gift. I know that's what everyone says. You're a busy man. What? Yes. Are you are you drinking? Yes. What is that? Um, it looks like Kool Aid. <laughs> it, it tastes like Kool Aid. Okay. This is this is kind of my, this is my summer drink. Uh-huh. This is a vodka soda with a splash of cranberry. Oh, it's very sounds, refreshing. Yeah. This sounds great. I usually like the whiskeys, the ryes, the bourbons, but in the summer when it's hot, yeah, I kind of like it's a little thick. Yeah, yeah, a little thick. Um, you're a busy man. You are uh, you are a bass player extraordinaire. Oh, Great harmony singer, songwriter, uh, husband, uh, father. Uh, husband many times, father many times. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? You know, third time's the charm. No, yes. I don't know. How many charms is it? Three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See? I'm there. You found it. She's great. Yeah. Um, you work for a nonprofit. Uh, you just have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I typically like to start the podcast um, with kind of your origin story. Mm-hmm. So where you grew up. Let's just start there. Did yeah. you grow up here? No. No, I'm uh, from Minnesota. Yeah. I, um, I grew up in Brainerd, Minnesota. Okay. Um, so my, my dad was grew up there as well. He married a... Um, a, a neighboring town, Crosby, Minnesota, uh, married a girl from Crosby, and and they settled in Brainerd. Um, and where my, is that in relation to Minneapolis? Two hours north. So it's oh. it's lake country. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a town of about, it, Brainerd's about 12,000 12, people, and, and it's it's grown to about 40, 40, 45, something like that. Two hours north of Minneapolis? Yeah. Whoa. It's, yeah, it's deep woods and lakes. Yeah. Um, and beautiful, beautiful country i mean it's just gorgeous probably deer hunting and fishing that's what i grew up no shit yeah probably pretty idyllic to grow up there yeah i mean you know yeah just roam in the woods like a absolutely yeah Yeah. Uh, so i was uh i was a cross-country skier yeah uh growing up that's what i like that was the only sport that i did yeah and um and um, you know, I delivered papers on a three-wheeler. Yes. And uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great memories growing up there. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because a lot of my early songs were about getting out of yeah. Minnesota. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So all right, hold on. Um, you have siblings. I know this. We yeah. we just we just were rapping about your brother. Um, where do you fall in line? I'm the middle child. We're three, so my brother's older, uh, 18 months older, and my sister's three years younger. Okay. 
and uh, yeah. Just okay, like a like a like a like a three person gang, basically. Yeah, pretty much. yeah, yeah. very very. Yeah. We're, we're we're close. We're, we're yeah, pretty tight. Yeah, um, I'm always curious about well, two things. One, you know, the music that was being played as you were growing up, and maybe the the music that you heard that was inspiring in some level. Um, music that your parents were listening to, but also music that your siblings were listening to because yeah. having a different age, you know, having kids with different ages, they are, let's say, hip to stuff that maybe isn't your thing, yeah. but it somehow affects your musicality. So can you talk about that? Like what, sure. what were, your, were your folks musical? Did they love music? Was there music in the, in the house? And then... Was there a difference in what you and your siblings were listening to? Uh, yeah. So, so mom and dad had a, um, they had a console mm-hmm. um, record player. And in that were these old, old records. So a lot of like um, Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass. Um, uh, there was Elvis Gold, you know, mm. ABBA, which mm. I still love. Mm. Um, and some Beatles stuff. They had like horrible stuff like Fog Hat. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it was awful. Uh, but okay, so 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 my brother and I, as early as I can remember, so um, we my dad built our house on, wow. on five acres of woods, um, and so I remember as early as I remember, as soon as that house was in, we had a wood stove, and so we had to cut wood. Okay, all 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 summer long right. so that we had wood to burn for yeah. the long Minnesota winter. Yeah. So this, every two weeks, my brother and I, there was a hole in the wall. We would hand, I would be outside handing wood down through the, and into the basement, yeah. down through this hole, and we were listening to Casey Kasem's Top Four. Yes! Right? Um, I love yes. Casey so, Kasem. So That's if we awesome. wanted, if we wanted, if we liked a song, we would hit record yes. and, and on a cassette tape yes. and just record. Like I totally remember doing, uh, uh, recording Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, so, so many memories. Um, in 1984, when, when, when the police synchronicity, synchronicity came out, I was, I was like, oh my God. And, and uh, that was the year, 1984 was pivotal for me. I started taking guitar lessons. My uncle taught me Why Me Lord by Chris Christopherson on, nice. on, on an acoustic. Uh, I have three uncles who are bass players, okay? No shit. Yeah. So this is in the family. Kind of. Not my immediate family, but three uncles. We would go out to bars and watch them play country music. Just awful. Just horrendous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, why was it because it was country. I see, <laughs> it was like, I see, you know, gunk, gunk, yeah. gunk, gunk, you know, it okay. was eat shit is what we call it. Eat shit, <laughs> eat shit. That's a bass player joke, y'all. <laughs> it is. For all you bass players out there. Um, so, so um, my brother and I really had the same taste. And let, let me just uh, walk you through how my, he and I, Got into what we did. Yeah. So, so um, I, we were we were Catholic. Okay, so we uh, I remember um, um, in junior high in in the Catholic church having a lock in 
and all the girls lost their virginity behind, in, in the church. And, Wait, right? what? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. What the? Oh. F- what are we talking? We just <laughs> took a turn, bro. I thought we were going to talk about Casey hey, Kasem. Hey, believe me, I wasn't involved. Uh, <laughs> no one, I didn't get the invite. I was left off that email list. But Holy shit, okay. But right after that lock-in, the new youth leaders who were so cool yeah. wanted to know what we wanted to do as a youth group. And I said... I want to go to a rat concert. Yes. So our, my first concert was Rat Invasion of Your Privacy, 1984. Was this song? It was in 85. Was 85. this Round and Round, that record? It was, it was the one after that. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Come on. Where did they play? You, had to, you drove down to Minneapolis. We, yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And you had you, oh, the whole youth group. Oh, yeah. And everywhere the word was fuck. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> It was great. The next year we went to Amy Grant. It was... Oh, come on. <laughs> They're Jesus. like, we're not listening to that game. No, yeah. Well, Patrick, okay, so, you're... you're <laughs> okay, so here's my... Here's get the, off the committee. <laughs> uh, my brother and I, my brother and I were so into like Billy Idol, 1983, yeah. Billy Idol. And then we got into like, we would, we would kind of go back, like we were into Billy Idol. So we got into Generation X, which was his mm. punk band before he... Went Very solo, cool. yeah, and which was really cool stuff. I don't know if you know Valley of the Dolls. I don't, uh, and those those songs. Uh, just but some, Billy Idol at that really time cool was huge. Yeah, he won Rock Album of the Year that year. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then also got into. Uh, so I was into Rat. Okay, yeah, which was the last metal band I liked. Yes. Um, so. Rat Molly Crew at the same time. Yes. I had just gotten a bass um, and I was starting to learn that stuff. But because Rat covered an Aerosmith song called Walkin' the Dog, I, I started liking Aerosmith, old Aerosmith, like, mm-hmm. like the first four albums mm-hmm. were like, oh my God, this is so good. Um, Aerosmith covered Come Together by the Beatles. And that's how I got into the Beatles. Holy shit. And then all of a sudden, my brother and I were just ODing on. Air, old Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, yeah. and the Beatles. Yeah, oh, Jesus. And then, and then the Beatles. I was the most uncool person in my school because here everybody's listening to Poison and, and bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am, and 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 Bon Jovi. Yeah. And I'm listening to the Beatles, and so I'm getting an education because I'm learning all the bass parts, learning all the, learning to play and sing at the same time, all of that stuff, and and the Police. Um, I mean, arguably. Two of the most influential bass players mm-hmm. in the last fuck seventy years. Who also sing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know of a third. Well, but, Getty Lee. Yeah. Uh, singer, bass player, but I think I think Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith is totally underrated too. If you go uh, back and listen to his stuff, it's like, you know, he and Joey, Joey Kramer are the shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Back when bands were fucking bands, right, bro. Right. Jesus. Um, wow. That so that took my brother and I into a '60s British invasion thing that was so uncool. When I was, you know, in the late '80s in Brainerd, Minnesota, we started a '60s rock band called the Unknowns. Um, and I love it. And we played uh, there the, in Brainerd. There is a um, there's a there was a amusement center called. Paul Bunyan Amusement Center, okay? Of course. I was the voice of Paul Bunyan for two summers, uh, 
I'm sorry. During high school. What? That, you're fucking right. I don't know. Was, was, that was my, one of my first jobs. Wait, I don't understand. You dressed up as Paul Bunyan? No, no. You worked as this 50-foot animatronic Got you. Uh, model. Yes. Uh, and you moved his arms, his head moved, his eyes moved, and when you spoke into the microphone, it came out thunderously oh my God. from Paul Bunyan himself. That's awesome. And you watched him from across the <laughs> courtyard. But... My band, The Unknowns, played a whole bunch of Friday nights in front of Paul <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there's got to be photos, but I, love I don't it. have any. <laughs> so what did your brother play? Guitar. Okay, so, and it was just a duo? No, we had oh. a drummer. Um, we, we had a couple of other members, and then it would just became a three-piece. And this is high school? Yeah. All right, so at some point, you and your brother decide that you want to pick up some instruments. Yeah. So... Junior high, did you ever like take lessons? Like I took two years of of just learning chords, and then um, uh, Tom Dooley, you know, mm-hmm. hang your head over, hear the wind blow, you know, and then um, and then I took a year of classical guitar, and then the Catholic church that I went to needed a bass player, and so they they loaned me a bass, hmm. and I, I figured it out. And you I, would... I took the, the Cars Heartbeat City in nineteen eighty five. And I learned that entire album on bass. Yeah. And, and then I was great, ready to play. Great record. Yeah. Now, did you play like, like then every Sunday in the church or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a weird, it was very progressive mm-hmm. for, for that time. You know, right. You know. Yeah. And all right, so through high school, you're playing, you're making music with your, with your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, this was kind of, you said mid 80s, late 80s? Late eighties, yeah. Yeah, I graduated in eighty nine, high school eighty nine. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that I, I I listen to a lot of. I mean, so I have two older brothers, and I would get a lot of that stuff as well. That mo- early Motley Crue, Rat. Um, it it I you know I don't know it 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 touched a nerve in a way, but it, I I was never like that's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I think partly because. I couldn't sing that high. <laughs> I know, you know what I know, I'm saying? I do totally, yeah. So I was like, this is cool music. I can't do this, mm-hmm. you know? It wasn't until hearing like James Taylor where I was like, I can at least, I can at least sing in his range, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, maybe this is the music that I should be doing or whatever. Like the melody spoke to me and all that, but I do remember those early records and certainly, you know, the Beatles. But again, I... It wasn't until I heard like a true singer songwriter where I was like, okay, that is vi- is a viable option because you know, growing up listening to like Prince and 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 George Michael, like all the pop shit mm-hmm. in the late '80s, the great, I mean, great records. Um, even that, I, I loved it, but I just couldn't replicate it. So I was like, I got to find something else, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. All right. So did you ever? So all right. So you graduate high school in '89. So yeah, there's something happened in there. I I, um, I chased a girl over to another church, and um, her name was Teresa. I mean, and well, kind of like hold two. on, just a, just a second. I'll give you oh. a minute. We'll take a break. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! And I'm finished. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need a drink. Yeah, take your <laughs> and time. a smoke. And a smoke. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need to re. I need to re up. Yeah, do that. 
daughter daughter Teresa, not yeah, mother Teresa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Teresa. Yes. Yeah. Concubine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I never. No. We just became friends. Of course. I was a I was friend to all. Um <laughs> never lover. Uh, so so um so so I chased a girl over there. I met this guy named Joel. Um four years older than me. He was kind of the rock guitar god. Yeah. In Brainerd. In Brainerd, Minnesota. Yeah. 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 So he was, you know I mean he was he was a fantastic guitar player. No shit. Um, and he asked me to play at a camp, uh, Camp Shamina with him uh, uh, the next summer. And I did. It was in like 1987 or 88. And so I, I started doing the camps in the summers with, with them. Um, and then... And what music were you playing? Covers or originals? Or, or both his or? originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just worship stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and And... Then we recorded. Do we record? I don't know. Well, I, I he asked me to move to if I wanted to keep the band going. Moved, and so he and uh, this drummer Mark Nash and I moved to Minneapolis together. And we, I don't know. I just had odd jobs or whatever, and we just kept playing playing together. I remember being snowed in a lot, <laughs> and and just playing a lot, you know. And Mark was good. He he. Um, he was a uh, Stuart Copeland fanatic and R.E.M. So, so uh, uh, is it not Peter Buck, but uh, Bill Berry mm. drums. Just, I love Bill Berry. Yeah. Uh, just weird. He plays weird, you know. Yeah, plays yeah. interesting parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but always the right thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mark, Mark has that sort of um, off thing mm-hmm. about him. You know, he's, he's going to play the wrong the wrong intentionally <laughs> yeah the wrong thing at the right time uh so we we played a lot a lot a lot and then we came kind of became a, the house band at this um this little club it actually okay so prince is from minneapolis yeah, prince yeah, yeah. did uh uh purple he did purple rain yeah he filmed it at this at the old union bar well they sold it at, after that, a few years after that, they sold it to this church who opened a, a nightclub and would bring Christian acts that came through Minneapolis every weekend. And so we would open for everybody who came through town. But you were, uh, it, was called, it was called the New Union. So they, the old Union Bar became the New Union. But you weren't playing Christian music. Yeah. You, you were? Yeah. Oh. It was, but it's original stuff. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, like and, like power trio shit, like yeah. power trio. Yeah, Christian rock. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and we would, you know, so we we're playing for everybody who came through, and and uh, we won a battle of the bands there, um, and played this huge festival for ten thousand people in Minnesota. Um, and then the next year we kept kept doing that, and somebody who came through um, was this guy named Jimmy Lee Slows. And he, he's a bass player, and he actually is one of the A-list guys in Nashville. To, I mean, he, I'll tell you in a bit who he's played for. But, uh, Today, you mean? Yeah, since then. I oh, mean, wow. even back then. He's a fucking monster. Wow. A monster. Cool. Um, that's my school right there. Yeah. Um, 
so so we he brought our cassette tape to uh, Amy Grant's producers, uh, Brown Bannister, and he they signed us immediately. No and, shit. And, and in fact, we signed as we when we when we drove to Nashville. Okay, drove to Nashville, signed our, our contract. The rec the the I remember I'll never forget the president of the record company said uh, Billy Ray Hearn he was still alive then you guys I want you to remember how lucky you are to be signing with this company right now <laughs> what a dick come off it bro I love it I love that it's kind of bullshit <laughs> and you're what 18 19 I, I was I was 20 okay uh, well I was I had I might have just turned 21 but it was right in there like okay so you yeah. didn't do the college thing no. So after high school, you went down to Minneapolis, to Minneapolis and for the and next just two playing. years, just playing and working crappy jobs. Sure. Um, Pay the bills. Yeah. Did you all live together in a house? No. Or, okay. no. Joel, Joel had gotten married in there somewhere, and Mark and I were, you know, young bucks. And, yeah. Um, and so signed our first contract in 1992, mm. recorded our album, uh, went on tour Immediately after, went to New York City in a yeah. in a uh, mobile home. What did he call mm-hmm. those? Uh, RV. Yeah, RV. Yep. <laughs> mobile home. I, I wish it was. I wish it were a mobile home. It wasn't much of one. Uh, I'll shack. never forget. The, the, the RV was falling apart. Like you would try to open a window and the, the, the handle was in your hand. You know, it was like, anyway. Do you so, remember where you played in New oh, York? Oh, fuck yeah. In Long Island. At a roller rink. Oh. They made the kids stop skating (laughs) to listen to us. (laughs) And and when we were done, the the manager goes, all right, show's over. Get your crap out of here. (laughs) It's fantastic. I have a shot of the three of us sweaty because there's no air conditioning in the place. No. (laughs) And the kids hated us because they had to stop skating. They had to stop skating. Fucking man. shit. Oh, God. I just um, came here to get my skate on. <laughs> so then we went on to, we, we did a huge opening thing for one of the biggest Christian acts in the country at the time. And, and, um, and, then, and then we got nominated for a Grammy. No shit. And so I went to the Grammys in April, the next April. We were t- touring constantly, went to the Grammys. Um, it was the year that achy, breaky heart was up. But let me oh. say, Peter Gabriel performed on it cool and he came in on a like a they they like a throne mm, like people mm-hmm. carrying him on a throne yeah comes in and performs big time i don't, can't remember what it was yeah what or steam or, or something he had a bunch of hits 92 man. um and michael jackson and and janet jackson performed together on that show wow i mean it was it was like i couldn't believe i was you're yeah. young, early 20s, and you're going yeah. to the fucking Grammys? Go, go, we went to a Grammy party the night before I met, like, Patrick Stewart. But I don't, I don't, I remember his daughter more than anything, because she was... Very attractive. Very, uh, she had something Hold on. <laughs> oh, take your time. Take your time. Another, be a lot of that. Another, <laughs> another sip of the smoke, and I'll be ready to go. Uh, no, I mean... That's that incredible. Was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was incredible. The whole ride. I mean, it was, it was um, eight... Years, holy well, shit! It was well, from ninety two to ninety eight. Damn. Of, of I, I mean, I, there's not enough time to tell stories. I mean, it, 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 it is. Wow. It is. Um, it was. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you one story that was pretty funny. <laughs> Coming out of the Grammys, 
so we're, we're, we rented a minivan. So we're driving out of the parking lot uh, in LA, okay, in this, this whatever's connected. Anyway, so we come out. We're driving, and, and you know, it's bumper to bumper. Everybody's trying to get out at the same time. And, and some guy's walking next, and next to our van, and somebody rolls down the window, hey, do you need a ride? And it's Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, can I, do you mind giving me and my wife a ride? Our no. car broke down. What? Yeah. So they got in our van. And at that time, uh, yeah. he, was a, he was fucking he was huge. huge. He, he was, I mean, he won a, I think he won a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, so he gets in, <laughs> gets in our van. Oh, my between, God. I mean, squeezed in. Right. Into our van and signed all of our Grammy books. Or like our, our Awesome. Our, yeah. So I have that. That's awesome. It's pretty great. That's insane. Yeah. I can't imagine what that must have felt like as an early 20-year-old to tour the country, mm-hmm. you know, getting a Grammy nom, you know, doing all this incredible, meeting all these incredible people. Do you have any highlights, like like great mm-hmm. rooms that you played or... Yeah. Like- uh, okay, so the, my one of the greatest memories I have playing was um, in like 95, it was a third album, and we were in... In England, there's something called the Greenbelt Festival, and uh, there was fifteen thousand people, and they just loved us. Mm. I mean, I mean, it was just like, but okay. So Joel forgot his guitar strap at the, I think it was at the hotel or whatever that we were uh, staying at, and our, our we were kind of touring England at the time because. Uh, EMI, we we're on EMI, mm. and they were trying to make us the next Beatles. Mm. <laughs> it didn't go. <laughs> it didn't really happen. Uh, but uh, our our guitar tech was uh, Eric Clapton's. He used to be Eric Clapton's guitar tech, and so he said, oh, "I have a guitar strap. Uh, just let me go grab it." It said "Cream" on it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! So we're playing for fifteen thousand people. Guitar player. My guitar player has a cream guitar strap on. Oh my God. I mean, and just, and we were at the top of our game. It was, it was pretty incredible. And that's still the same trio. Yeah. Playing, I'm sorry, Joel? Joel. Playing his, were were you guys all writing together? Yeah, we were were writing, I mean, I I would write about two or three songs per album Mm. for the first three, uh, three albums. And then, and we would co-write. Yeah. And was we, it like a six album deal? Was it a five album deal? Well, no, it was a one album. Well, I think With we an signed option. a three album deal, and then we renegotiated after the first one because we had a Grammy nomination. So yeah. we re- renegotiated, and then and then we renegotiated after two more. I yeah, don't, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So it was, it was an ongoing thing. It wasn't like a one. It wasn't a one album deal. No, that just kind of it was. Kept it was it was developing. a career building. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Fuck, and you were on the road for, you said, what, 92 to 98, so six years on the road, mm-hmm. got that early Grammy nom. Fuck, I mean, that was the dream, mm-hmm. and still possible in those days. I mean, that was mm-hmm. still when, you know, proper, quote, unquote, proper deals were being made. That, that Like, the artist was still first, and the whole concept of developing an artist was still a thing. Like... You know, we'll 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 do a two or three uh, record thing. You'll develop your fan base. You'll go on the road. We'll have time to see if if what you're doing is is catching on or whatever. 
Um, and at that time, obviously, you know that like grunge was was huge, and all these bands out of Seattle were doing huge deals and big tours, and that's that must have been super exciting. Yeah, it was to do that. Uh, yeah, and it then was. so did it so end I, in ninety eight? Um, did it just ran its course, or yeah, we were we were stuck in a shitty management deal. And and the only way out of it, we knew by by ninety five that we were going to be done, and we always said, you know, we're going to be done when we don't have anything else to say, mm-hmm. you know. And things are things were it was a bit of we had made three albums in a row, three years in a row, hmm. um, and then we made one more, and that was it. And then we came back and 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 recorded two more albums later, uh, you know, on a different company. Like we did it in the two thousands, we mm-hmm. recorded together just because we love each other. And yeah, wanted to keep making music together. So. Are they still back in Minneapolis? Joel's in north of Minneapolis, and you know, in a uh, he, yeah, he's still making music up there. And uh, Mark lives in Nashville. Um, Mark, uh, Mark got married in 94 to the lead singer of Sixpence, None the Richer, do you know? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Lee Nash. Yeah, what, what was that tune? Um, Kiss Me. Kiss Me. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, and um, yeah, we'll go from there. Sounds good. I'm gonna let it all ride tonight. Do you want a real estate agent to treat you... Like a complete loser, or, or, do you want them to treat you like family? I'm guessing the answer is like family. And let me tell you who can help you. It's the Engstrom team. It's Becky, Carrie, and Kate. Come on. This is the mother-daughter award-winning real estate team with Coldwell Banker Realty. They've been selling in Phoenix for 25 years, and they know the market so well. And they're going to treat you like family. And I should know. Because Kate helped me find my house. Give them a call. They'll set you straight. Talk real estate stuff. Do you want to sell? Do you want to buy? When's a good time? When's, when is it not a good time? 480-250-19366. What got you out here? Uh, when did you move here? Uh, 98, 98, the so, year before my daughter, my first child was born. Yeah. She's 21 now. Holy cow. Almost 22. That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking hell. I'm so old. <laughs> so basically, what was that band called? PFR. P-F-F-R. So we, we were called Pray for Rain. Got you. And the uh, there was a group called Pray for Rain. We owned the name, you know. We had it, co- whatever you call it, trade copyright, copyright yeah, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. And uh, another group had been going by that name for longer than seven years. Sent a letter to us, and so we had we just called ourselves PFR after Got that. Got you. So, yeah. Yeah. And so basically, that band. It sounds like that band kind of wrapped up in '98. Yeah, and you were looking like what? Was I just it? I didn't know what I was going to do next. And my uh, my first wife, 
like a moment. <laughs> I ended up here. Yeah, I ended okay. up here. You ended up here. In the desert for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear this? I do. This that is called mean- whiskey. <laughs> And I'm drinking a lot of it. Oh, baby, come on. Yeah. Come on, it's Thursday. God damn you, Let's, Brian all right. Yeah, I know. I, I, okay. And you're, you know, yeah. <laughs> so. So 98, anything. all right, so you Ask here. me anything and I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 98, you relocate here. With the intention to do what? Start a family? Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how long until you started playing music again? I didn't. I mean, I, I, was, I was leading worship in different churches through the years, and that's what my job was, you know. And um, uh, until I, I, got a, uh, I went back to school when I was 38, I I went to school. I didn't mm-hmm. go back to school. I, I I went to college when I was thirty. I was like, what am I going to do with my rest of my life? Um. So so a bit about my kids. My um, uh, my oldest daughter is well, my only daughter is twenty two. Um, her brother is twenty, and he is severely autistic. I learned when he was two and a half that he was aut- uh, that he had autism. Um. And then uh, I got remarried after that marriage, uh, not before that marriage was over, but after that marriage, I remarried. And we had two kids. Uh, I have a, a 13 and a 12-year-old. And they're, they're boys. And my 12-year-old, when he was one and a half, went through a bone marrow transplant. Mm. And then uh, my 13-year-old went through brain surgery a few years after that. Oh, so, um, so they've all had their stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, just I, through that experience, though, um, with my son having autism and the, the bummer, I was around a lot of social workers. So I, I was like, what am I going to, what do I want to do? So I got a social work degree, uh, graduated in 2016. ASU? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I, I won a scholarship. Uh, I took, I took a return to, you know, uh, or success in college class. And they told they told us about this scholarship. And so I applied for it. I won and I got paid to go to college. No shit. Through graduation. I mean, I never paid a cent to go to college. Great. Uh, besides that one credit class <laughs> at community <laughs> that's right, college. That's right. Uh, and uh, I, I got paid to go to school. Everything was paid for. And I got like four grand per uh, semester to, to go to college. Nice. And so I took it seriously and I, and I did really well. And, and um, Was that a four-year degree? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because of the bone marrow transplant, I... I it took me a little longer because we were going through that at the mm-hmm. time. And, um, uh, and so, uh, and wow. I was working full time. So, uh, so uh, a few years ago, I, uh, I guess it was three and a half years ago now, I took a job at, as a social worker at this agency called Civitan Foundation. And about four months in, in, they said, y- you know, y- we can tell that you're miserable. 
I love that. <laughs> Every time you walk to the printer, we can see your feet dragging a little right, bit. Right. They didn't right. exactly say that, but it's basically. Yeah. They did say that you, we can tell you're miserable. Why don't you pitch us an idea for a music classroom? And so I did. And and so we've been going for three years. Um, I, I I developed this this classroom called Mind Song. And every week, um, I work with developmentally disabled adults. Um, every week we study songwriters. We write songs. We record them. Mm. We, uh, I have a rock band and a choir wow. that go out and perform in the community. Pre-COVID, they were like, all, you know, every, every couple of weeks we were out wow. performing. Um, and you're booking these dates as well? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then we're winning all these grants like Guitar Center, Reverb.com, uh, Mockingbird Foundation, all these grants that are like incredible. Um, and we're growing like crazy. We just, we bought a, a mortuary on 16th and Thomas hmm. and we're turning that into a DTA. Wow. Um, in fact, yesterday we had, uh, we, uh, we, it's connected to an art center. So we, we just opened the art center um, where members uh, create art, paintings and, and, and crafts, whatever. And, and a thrift store that the members work at. So, and then we're gonna, in, in uh, the mortuary itself, we're, um, I like to joke that we're, ha- we're gonna have a pizza oven in there. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a little distasteful. Too soon. Too soon. Come, we gotta laugh, man. With what I do, we gotta laugh all the time. Actually, we, we, it's so funny. I can't even tell you. I won't even go into our sex education class because it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Oh, with shit. the members telling me, in my experience. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Okay. Inverted. Huh? You were inverted the whole time. I understand. Okay. Um, and, all right, so, so 98, you're, 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 you're starting a family. Mm-hmm. Um, what, oh. Fill the gap, though. Okay, but, so but, there, there's a lot going on between yeah. then and, and when. I, okay, so, so my brother and I started... Um, uh, writing songs for TV. Uh, he had this connection in Minneapolis um, with this company called In the Groove, and he started. He put his. He had a solo album, and he put it up and and got all these cuts. And so he and I started writing, and I had written on it. So I I also had cuts, and all of a sudden we have hundreds of songs on TV shows, hmm. like fantastic shows like Jersey Shore. Oh. One of my um, favorites. Keeping yeah. up with the Kardashians. Yes. Yes. Shows I've never seen. I've never <laughs> seen one episode of either one of those. So you're writing bed music? Yeah. Well, we're just writing songs. Like, like a completely um, eclectic sort of stuff. We, we, we will write anything from like power pop to bluegrass. Mm. And everything in between. I mean, just like if you know, and it and and it, it doesn't even have to be great. You know, it's hmm. just. But they love how eclectic we are, uh, that company, and and so they they, and and the shows loved it too. Hmm. So they would put put our songs. That's great. There's, my favorite is there's a scene in um, uh, what is that show? Cougar Town. <laughs> With uh, with uh, Courtney Cox and and one oh, a, a yes. guest a guest on there was Cheryl Crow, and the two of them talking in a bar and our song is on in the background. No, I never saw it, but I heard about it. How cool is that? <laughs> I know, right? 
Is it? I mean, you don't have to divulge. This, this is a fun story. Mm. Let me let me tell this one. Yeah. My, my ex and I, uh, my second wife. Um, there's a lot of them, by the way. I, I, on my second wife. I, when I, you I, have I, to like <laughs> say which one, my eighth, which ex, my eighth wife. <laughs> seventh, eighth, my my yeah, second yeah, wife yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're in Target and we're looking at cards. I think it was Mother's Day or something. So we're reading cards, okay. And all of a sudden, we look up at each other and said, and I said, that's my voice. Because we recognized it at the same time. And we run over. And on all the TVs, my song is playing with a bouncing target ball. And my song's playing behind it. And, and it was like, what? wow. Uh, it might be the most I've made off of one of my songs. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm dying to know we can talk about it offline, but this must be good mailbox money. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So it was for a Target ad. Yeah. Whoa. In store. Played in store. Every store in the. Any niche. lyric? Is there a lyric? Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some good. I didn't sing. I sang backgrounds on it, but the, I told you about the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name's Molly and she lives in Chicago and she and I did an, uh, an album. Um, I guess it was 2005 or six. And um, we did an album. Actually, it was just demos. These demos, and I threw that up at to, in the groove, and it turns out no turned shit. up on a Target ad. She and I did demos. The only reason I put it out actually is because we were going to Scotland, and that's where I met my second wife. Um, and uh, we were going to Scotland, so we needed something to sell while we were there because we were pl- oh you we, were doing we a du- you were doing a duo yeah. tour yeah. I see. Just she and, and you I, needed a record. I needed something to sell. Yeah. And this was two five, uh, 2005, 2006? Yeah. It's called The Clover Forest. That's the name of the record? And, yeah. Sweet. And I wrote them all as I was going through divorce. So they're pretty dark. Great songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, something, I'm t- it's, it's something that you put on when you're yeah. drinking a beer at the beach. You know, it's just like... It's good driving stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah it's good yeah. driving songs. yeah. Yeah, you get so you start a, to you start to bite, you know, you start to gnaw a little yeah. bit, and then you start to pass everybody, and then you get that like classic, uh, you know, East Coast uh, uh, driving rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss that. Uh, can I go back for a second, please? Do because you asked me what were the high, what was the highlight of you know my PFR days. Mm-hmm. One of the highlights. The highlights w- were the studios that I got to work got, mm. got to work in. I got to we um, when Prince opened up Paisley Park, um, he opened up his Studio A. My band was the first one to record in Studio A. Damn, um, and it was really cool. I mean, these he had it was an you know it's on the property. It's part of the house. It was his SL, SSL console. Oh. It was it was yeah. Wow. And and I would walk out of the studio and see like Richard Page and uh, no shit. Um, uh, I think I think he was recording Third Mat. Do you know Toy Toy Matinee and Third Matinee? I know those albums. No. Oh shit! We're gonna listen. All right, all right, all right. Because uh, Third Matinee. Do you know Richard Page? I know the name, Mister Mister. Oh yeah, he's like a local guy. Yeah. I mean, he they were based here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he w- he sang uh, on the second album that they did together. Uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Leonard and he did third matinee together. Okay, Patrick Leonard like wrote and produced Madonna and shit. Okay, 
And then he did, did these wow. albums that were... Richard oh, Page has come up a bunch in the, on this podcast. Just as, just as like OG... Yeah. Dropped his name like... I mean, uh, let me pick this up. Uh, Hold on real quick. <laughs> um, I, then, okay, so working in that studio, yeah. uh, the next album we did was at Pachyderm Studios in Minnesota. And we got snowed in there. So Pachyderm is where... Um, uh, Live did Throwing Copper oh, and Nirvana fuck. did In Utero. Wow. Um, wow. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. Yeah. And it 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 was built by an understudy of Frank Lloyd Wright's. And so the 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 house the house where you stay has a pool in the basement and but it's it's like a snap. It's like the Brady Bunch house. It's a snapshot from the 1960s. Yeah. It was. It was somewhere where beer beer moguls could take their clients and have take get them away. Yeah. And and do whatever it is and, they do and sleep sleep around. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, but then they built a, a studio next to it, and and the studio is it's it has a, a Neve console from Electric Lady Studios. Ah. Uh, and it it's it's just the vibe. I mean, just yeah. you walk in and it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coded in vibe as yeah. soon as you walk Absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, I haven't played like that level of studio before, but I do understand the vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, not not only that, we had, we had, uh, our, our drum tech for that was his guy named Jeff Ockeltree, not the guy in town, <laughs> but his Jeff Ockeltree makes snares. He was uh, John Bonham's. Tech for the last four Zeppelin albums. And remind me who John Bonham is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to drop John Bonham's name right now. Again, hold on. Let me, know, pick, let me pick that up. Yeah, yeah, let me pick that up. Yep, got um, it. No, but we got, he brought Incredible. the kit. No. From the, yeah, he brought no. the kit from the last four Zeppelin albums recorded. It's a, it was a silver metal flake kit, you know, the big lug. They're the mm. biggest drums I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got to play it. Mm. Uh, it was ridiculous. Come on, man. I mean. I have a studio upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got one of those too at my house. <laughs> I can't imagine... Um, um, Doing the Paisley Park thing, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's just bananas. You, did you tell me? Did you, you did you meet Prince? No, did you, no, you no, never no. saw him. Oh no, no. Yeah. I did get kicked out of a bar one time. They kicked everybody out of this bar so that he could walk into the back section of the bar, and then they let everybody back into the front section of the bar. Do you know that what happened the, a lot? Actually, do you know which bar it was? No, I don't remember. <laughs> because I played a bar. I played a bar, and I'm spacing on the name. In Minnesota? In Minneapolis. Oh. And they had a Prince table. And he would come in the back. 400 bar? Nope. Nope. Uh, it's more of a singer-songwriter joint. Uh, I want to say it's the Dakota. I don't know that. I don't remember the name of it. But he... So so it's, it's, it's a very small. Mm-hmm. It's shallow, right? So the stage, and then you have a second level. But he would kind of... He'd call up and say, hey, I'm coming in. They'd open up the back door. He'd come up the back stairs. They'd curtain off the rest of the upper, and he could come in and out, and no one would see him. Hmm. So, fuck, what is the name of that club? I played there a couple years ago. 
I don't remember. But anyway, was it gay nineties? Is that well, what it was called? It was, it was called, it was called Long Dongs. And <laughs> I didn't think about it at first, but there are penises everywhere. No, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, oh, it was a fucking shallow bore. And then, so we, we, we do the hit and it's, it's a cool, it's like kind of like a dinner club, you know, everyone's whatever eating it's, but again, it's like this weird shotgun and you're in the middle of the shotgun and you're playing to a very shallow room, but there's a second thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his table was over here and then we got the Prince tour yeah. where this is where, you know, th- this is the door he would walk through. It was like, come on, man. But then like, this is the table. And, and then we pulled this curtain so no one would see him and, mm-hmm. and he could come after the show began and leave before. It wasn't it First Ave. First Avenue? No. The entry, which is connected mm-hmm. to First Ave. No, it's a okay. standalone joint. I, I'll think of it. Oh, I um, think, I'm going to think of it too. Uh, balls. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. you can't go anywhere in Minneapolis and not have some shred of Prince history right. in it. But you were in, the, you were in his fucking house. I mean, that's different. You can have it if you really want it. You can have it if you really want it. How did you connect with uh, the Vinyl Station Boys? I went to... uh, What was happening in your life at this particular moment? (laughs) (laughs) Which wife are we on now? I don't. Is it 15 or 16? Uh, I was between wives at the time. Uh, I walked into 7th Street. Yes. Oh, 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 culinary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. Yeah. Literally right there. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt came over, and we started talking, and he... Uh, Wait, he, did he know that you played bass? He was just... No, we, no he didn't. Up? He didn't, no. But, but I, I started, we started talking, and, and, and then it turned into, yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear... And so uh, I auditioned. So I've never auditioned in my life for anything... <laughs> First of all, and of course, let me, Matthew. Let me just let me run down this audition, okay? <laughs> because I uh, back and I go, what the fuck? Who? What yeah, were they thinking? Seriously, I learned all the parts, okay, and and I did, wasn't taking it that seriously. I was like, I I, I want to be in band, so right. So I learned all the parts, and I go to Roy's studio, Roy's yeah. house, yeah, and they had me stand in front of the monitor speakers and play. Like, play to the songs. Just I'm you? like, oh, I thought we were playing together. I thought we were going to play as a no, band. No, yeah, yeah. No. I played to the recording. Oh, my God. And they watched my ass <laughs> while, I, while I'm standing. They're sitting down on a couch behind me what? watching me play to the song. <laughs> that is the no. strangest shit. He never told me that story. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to give a shit about that. <laughs> Tell me you you were wearing your chaps though. Oh, I was so wearing just chaps. Just chaps. Yeah, assless chaps. Of course. Yeah. Are chaps oh, just look, by I nature assless? Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they are. Do we need to say assless chaps? Well, mine are like cut out holes. <laughs> so mine are uh <laughs> <laughs> just just small strips of leather that run down the side of they your legs. Yeah. 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 And it feels so good. Now you start to work full time for the nonprofit. You, I'm assuming you met Matthew after that. No, did I? 
I'm not no, sure. No, I've been in the band four years before that. So you started the band before you did the non Yeah, I did. Here's the... When I heard Matthew's songs, I and I heard I when I heard the recordings, I'm like, that's exactly what I do. This is what I do already. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I play bass. When I heard the recordings, I'm like, that's exactly what I would have done. And I'm the guy for mm-hmm. the band. I knew mm-hmm. it. I knew it the first time, and they knew it when they heard me play. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, I would fucking totally agree. You guys are match made in fucking heaven. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can. You play incredible bass, mm. but I think what that band um, not needs, but something that elevates that band is the harmony, mm-hmm. you know, and not there aren't a lot of singing bass players, you know, at this level. So um, I love hearing you guys play and I love how the band has developed over the years and I'm super excited to hear what you guys have been working on. And, mm-hmm. and, and I love the fact that, you know, you're taking, you're doing weekly rehearsals. That's something that I would love to fucking do. Just have the time and the space, put the, put the guys together and really refine. And you guys are all taking it very seriously. And that's, that's just something that, uh, I haven't been able to do. So I'm envious of that, you know, that you have, you have a crew that 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 have again the time and the space space and time to really dig into what you're doing on a on a molecular level and perfect it you know um yeah i'm very excited to hear what's next for you guys yeah me too i, I and the other the other part of it is you know personalities you 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 remove one person you put it a different one it, it changes all of the mm-hmm. dynamics and i mm-hmm. think we have like this really great friendship mm-hmm. and and just the right chemistry of people mm-hmm. you know it, it can be a chemistry music right and and suck on on a personal level and this is really good yeah you know well and and i think what's great about it is that you know you guys do a lot of you know uh, uh, matt and roy play you and matt play you can do the trio you add sturgis it's you know like you're very versatile and flexible and you can still get it over, you know, as a duo trio. Now you have a four piece, you know, like you, and I think it comes back to a compelling song and how do we do it? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that you approach and and tell me if I'm wrong, but do you approach what you do when that band is a trio? Is it different when you add Sturges? Yes. Right. So you have to be you have to be flexible as a player based on the instrumentation. Like you can't just go, okay, I know the tune, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. It's every night depending on who is there, you have to readjust and fine tune. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot about I don't th- maybe I don't think that much about the cover stuff cuz honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit, and and I think we're all the same way. I don't, right? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's good and it's stretching you a little bit because sure. Matthew will pull it every night. I mean, he pulls out something I've never heard before. Right. So, so that's great for me, you right. know, as a player or whatever. But right. But I care about the songs he's written, mm-hmm. and and I think they're great songs that need to be heard, and mm-hmm. so that's what I care about refining. That those, you know. And and I don't 
we're not really, I mean, we might do like Ghost as a trio. Mm-hmm. We're not playing all the songs as a trio. Right. Okay. Uh, because so there are songs you leave out it, depending oh, on we the don't, instrumentation. We usually don't do very many songs without without Sturgis. Yeah. Because he, he I mean, the, those parts are adding, um, you, you, you sound like a, you know, your peg leg or whatever. Right, with, right. You know. uh, yeah, right, 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 right. Band dynamics, you know, you know, you mentioned like the, you know, the hang is so important. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the chemistry of the people uh, is so important to the success of the music, I feel, especially with you guys, you know, you guys are working a number of nights a week. If the, if the hang is shit, it wouldn't have lasted this long. It just fucking wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. But it's because Matthew's so easy. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope he's hearing this. Oh, uh, he, he will. Uh, <laughs> oh, he will. No. I can stay far away if you want me to. It won't change anything that you're You can't go on Wondering what you might have been You can't go on Living like you do You can't go on Running off your mouth and then Just pretend That the world should be to you oh. um, can you tell me about that tune I mean I know it's super fresh and yeah. and you don't even have a title for it and I don't and yeah. uh, but listening to the lyric I I was curious if it's about love lost you know what it's actually um, maybe not love lost but but talking to an ex-lover I mean it might be for you yeah, but it's not for me. Yeah, what is it for you? I think I think I think it's about my kids, honestly. Oh. And when you know when when kids get to a certain age, they don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And and you know that thought that I hope my words stay with you even if you're not going to listen to me anymore. Hmm. That that my words will have stay, you know, stay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> There was the, the the one line about um, um, can I see it? Yeah. Running off your mouth, <laughs> that 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 bit. Yeah. I thought maybe that was maybe that was an ex lover, you know. But those you're you're kind of thinking in terms of like a, a like a parental relationship. I mean it. it I didn't think of that until I got into it, and then it was like, "What am I writing this?" But you know how mm-hmm. you get into a song, you don't know what you're starting it about. How did that song start? Uh, with music, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you can't go on. So so you can't go on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It just started with that melody. Dun, dun, dun. 
it was a rhythmic rhythmic thing that that I was like that I was it was kind of that was the 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 turn on for me at first was a rhythm thing you know and then then you just you had that you can't go on and then you built off of that yeah yeah that's a fucking great song man thank you yeah I'm serious I want to I want to record it okay but I have to I want to sing harmony too though yeah. I, I want you to. And and you said your brother would put put lap steel on it. Sure, lap steel. Yeah, he just bought a Duesenberg lap steel. No like shit. Two twenty five hundred dollars. Oh my god. I know. What, was he made of money? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he always calls me and says, "What what what should I buy?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like me a new house, uh, <laughs> uh, a new I, car. Um, uh, you know, there's a seventeen thousand dollar P base on <laughs> Reverb.com. I'm looking at. <laughs> Did you say Reverb.com? Reverb.com. <laughs> I do you do you not get the a daily feed from Reverb? I do. I don't. Yeah, they I, give they send me every day as like the first thing I click on is Reverb.com sends me my what's it called? You like your preference, like yeah, like bases. Like they send me all the bases that I. Would want ever in your yeah, life, yeah. And so, um, if and you had, if you had a, if you had a gajillion dollars, if budget was not a thing, yeah, how many bases would you own? I mean, five. I'd like. I, used right, well, to, I had me. ten at one point. You what know, are you doing I, with ten bases? I'm sorry. Well, nothing now. All right, did, I was I was paying for you know a divorce. <laughs> All right, so you had to sell some bases. So you want a P so base? So here's my feed. Okay, it's a, a every day I get my feed. Uh. You're welcome, uh, Reverb.com. You owe Brian Seriously. so much money yeah. for advertising. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Reverb.com. Custom 2021 Fender Custom Shop 64 Jazz Bass. $4,100. That is sexy, though. Actually, look at that. Oh. Oh, look at that. See, See the 62s is... had two, had had a, a stacked knob, two stacked knobs. You had two 60s. stacked knobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at her stack knobs. How many stack knobs? God do you need? damn! I love her stack knobs. Look at that. Yeah, that's Candy a sexy. Up. Oh my god! Yeah. No, no. Right? I get it. But hold on. Hit me with a, your. I got a serious chubby right now. Okay, take your time. Uh, take your time. All right. It, it, hit me with like your your top five bases. You want you want a okay. P base? I want. Okay, so my my producer yes. Jimmy Lee Slows. Yeah. Let me just say. He's played with Sheryl Crow. He's played on he played on a lot of Jewel albums. I mean, just like he's played on too many things for me to like list right okay. now. Yeah. Okay. He is a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh Jimmy let me take his 64 jazz mm. in a soft case mm. to Europe. Oh my god. In the 90s. What a moron. <laughs> he used Jesus. to put these bases without cases in the back seat of his car. To the studio. Oh. I mean, it was, I love him. Okay. I love him. And I kind of like that philosophy. This isn't, a, this is to play. Right. You know? Right. Until it breaks in half because some moron at, 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 at the airline doesn't know yeah. what the fuck it well, is. Well, I, I made sure Always I carried it. Always it on. In the 90s, you could. Right. Like, you could carry it on right. in a soft case and put it in the overhead yes. and go, Yeah. don't put your fucking bag next to my... Right. Base. Don't yeah, and I you know what I love about that shit is when, you know, you get on first, and you put your guitar up top, you know, yeah. and then the people around you like, I can't put my bag up here because there's a guitar, and I go yeah that's my guitar, 
<laughs> I make sure that everyone knows <laughs> that it's mine. Mm-hmm. And not not like a weird, not in a weird way, but it's like, mm-hmm. yes, do you listen to music? Oh, you do. Okay, so you understand that musicians have to travel with their instrument. You understand this, right? And so you can't put your fucking Hello Kitty uh, luggage. Uh, 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 fuck you, man. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. Do you listen to music? Like that. That's always where I come back to. I get a little. I got like this chip on my shoulder about the shit. I can't put my. I can't put my carry on with my fucking undies and my toothbrush up here because there's a guitar up there. Mm-hmm. No shit. Thank God there's a guitar up here, which means there's a musician that's working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that shit pisses me off, man. Should we just end it I'm here? an important, <laughs> I'm an important musician. That's right. That's flying coach. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and my guitar is $250 <laughs> and still fuck you. That is a really nice jasmine up there. You know, the case is probably more expensive than the actual guitar. That no, is, but that is my court. That's up there, right. okay. Oh my god, I had a fucking court. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I had a court for like ten fucking years. The thing was a tank. Oh my god, I had a fucking court. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my mind. It wasn't until I first get okay. First guitar. Let's let's do this. Washburn D18. Oh yeah. (laughs) All black. It was great. That's how I learned how to play. My first one was a was a Squire Bullet Bass. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I see him come up on reverb every once in yeah, a while I'm, in my well, feed. In your daily feed. You should buy one. <laughs> I for, do, except they're $1,000. I bought mine for $400 and 84. Oh my god. I still have the I still have the the uh the Washburn. Oh, I'm, man. I'm nostalgic about shit yeah. though, you know. I used to be. I can't get I can't I mean, plus it, it's worth what? $65. So it, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to I'm not gonna. It's. I say if I scrap the wood, I'd make more money. I, it, 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 but it's this there thing. There is this wood place. Right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll pick up. I'll get a thousand dollars. Get a thousand dollars for this shit. They're like plywood. What? <laughs> I'm like, trust me. No, hey, plywood's worth a lot right now. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. The cost of fucking lumber. Um, no, I ha- I I I I've had a string of very terrible guitars until. Uh, in 2014, I bought my first Martin, oh. and that was the most expensive thing I'd, I'd ever purchased in my life up until that point. Mm-hmm. I was 57 years old. No, I was, I was, you know, I was, uh, fuck, I don't know, do the math, late 30s or something, and it was $1,800, beautiful fucking guitar, and I and I realized at that moment, um, well, part how you know how uh traveling with a shitty guitar that i knew a tank could roll over and it would be fine to having a very delicate temperamental instrument mm-hmm. the difference between those two yeah. and you put a little bread behind it at you know and it's like okay you know you'd get shit all the way from stepping out of the cab at the airport Yes, I'm taking this with. Yes, you go to the gate. Yes, I'm. Pr- I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try to put it in the thing. You get to the lady at the at the at the in first class, and I was like, "Hey, is there any way this is a very expensive guitar?" And she said, like, "I don't know if I can." Try. You know, like you learn negotiating skills about yeah. how to value this fucking thing. And now I just fucking walk it on. Yeah, and I'm well, and you know, whatever. Have accrued some 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 points or whatever. So I do get to go on early. 
I go on. I fucking find a nice place for it. I don't. I don't answer any questions. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, but fucking the court, man. I had a. I had a court. That was. That was like a. I think I paid four hundred bucks for it. Or How long three, have you had this? Because I, I just got it. Serious chubby on that. So I bought this from uh, Noah Gattel, who owns Blue Door Studio. Well, you've worked there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's I, got a nice Mustang base. He has a bunch of great gear. He's, he's, on, he's like the mayor of Reverb.com. Hmm. Uh, but I needed a second. I needed to, if, if the Martin needed to go in to get some work, I needed something else. And I don't own, this is my first Gibson, and I, and I love it. it. It plays like a dream. Yeah. And. Those shoulders on that thing are just right. sexy. Yeah, I know. No, as fuck. Yeah, and the color, the, like that yeah. tobacco, whatever yes. that that the, that the, burst the is, kind of sunburst tobacco thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Yep. Um, well, shit, man. I appreciate you coming down here. I'm now mm. gonna try yours. I'm gonna finish up this lane. Yeah. You need to. It's and I want to try this. I've had it before, Pendleton. You're blind and I'm blind. Bunch yeah. of old guys talking about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to try this right now. All right. So My we're, man, gonna, we're playing together soon. I don't want. I don't want to date anything here. Theoretically, is that right? It's all up in the air. What? We gotta. We gotta work the numbers out, bro. Oh, it's I see. a little sketch. You and Matthew can't mm-hmm. decide who's getting what. Right. Who's headlining? <laughs> <laughs> who's the supporting act? No, it's 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 deeper than that. No. It's 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 a it's a questionable deal. Oh. You know. I would love to do it just to do it. It was never about the bread, but this is a deal where it's like, honestly, mm. really. Yeah. You know, let's just do our own. That's what, what I should think. should we do? Yeah. That's what I think we should do. Yeah. I do too. Which is a drag, you know, because you don't want to come off as as uh, I do n- not grateful. Or th- I'm not grateful, <laughs> not thankful. I'm, I hate I'm everybody. Ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a dicey okay. deal, and yeah, and like welcome. Best case scenario, every, welcome everyone, to Phoenix. Everyone walks with eighty bucks. It's like <laughs> yeah. fuck off. Everybody just you know, yeah. I'd rather stay home and masturbate, wax my. <laughs> taint anyway <laughs> <laughs> that being said <laughs> nice to chat yeah, with you, you man thanks I, for i discovered me. a bunch about you yeah. and uh so is everybody else nobody knows this stuff, i love so. it i love it well what a pleasure patrick thanks for for hanging and uh look forward to uh not only hearing what vinyl station does but hopefully we can work together on your tune and and uh, love hearing you sing and play, and, and you're such a great easy hang, and we both love whiskey, so I think uh, Amen. I think we're going to be friends for a while. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Cheers, bro. Cheers. So the story goes.